Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I am super excited to have with me today Keely Rusi, who is awesome. Uh, and on this show, <laughs> yay, on this show, I interview badass real estate investor goddesses, women that are crushing it in real estate. And of course, Keely is no exception. It's her birth name is Pili Aloha Yerusi, but goes by Pili. She's originally from Hawaii and has also lived in California and New York and now lives in snowy New Jersey. After working in the arts, managing restaurants, running bars, and owning a berry farm, six years ago, she decided to dive into real estate. And she got her real estate license and has not stopped since. She does some multifamily and flipping, and her passion is taking old, rundown, flooded, moldy, fire-ravaged, termite-eaten, overgrown, underappreciated homes. Hashtag all of it. (laughs) Messy. And turning them into homes that deserve a good family. She finds the worst homes and gives them a heart again. I love it. She and her husband, Jason, have three lovely children, Luke, Lily, and Leo, and two fur babies. Two English Bulldogs, Jack and Jill. And she's taken time away from this big brood to come and talk to us. So welcome, Keely. So, so grateful to be on your show, Monica. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, Mo- it's Monique, but I get Monica a lot. because Oh, my goodness. Spelled weird. But I'm happy to have you here. So you started said back in 2013 in your real estate. What made you get started in real estate investing? What made me get started? Well, uh, I got pregnant. Let's back up a little bit. So I was. <laughs> That's not what usually why people start. <laughs> so, so yeah. I was in the bar industry with my husband, um, and we've known each other for 15, 16 years now. Um, but we've only been married and together for about six of those 16 years. So we were in the bar industry together, and we decided one October that we were going to get pregnant. Um, so I got pregnant and I was like, I, I can't, I can't really do the bartending thing while being pregnant. So we moved to New Jersey, sort of kind of figured out what we we're going to do. He started getting into his family's, his family's construction company. Um, and I could be here all day talking about that. His family's construction company is fantastic. We actually lift homes. We take them off their foundations, lift them and give them New foundation, a new a new uh, path in life, if you can call it that. So we have the family's construction business. I am currently unemployed and pregnant, and Jason is kind of switching into the family business. So it just made sense. Jason and his father sat me down, and we started talking about real estate. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be great if you got your real estate license? We started you know, branching out into flipping homes and doing properties and, you know, lifting homes and adding square footage to homes for ourselves. So how we started was our big idea was, why don't we take these flood ravaged homes, lift them, lift them up again. So we're putting in a second story, like a new first story and a garage underneath that, thereby adding value to the house. I don't know how many flippers you talk to, but when most flippers talk about flipping their first homes, they're like, I'm going to put some carpet and paint into this house and put it back up. <laughs> I know. I, when we flipped, we redid some bathrooms and kitchens. <laughs> we did not uh, just lift the house and add a story underneath it. <laughs> so, 
so that's how we started. I mean, we started by like really just kind of going big. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. So, you know, you had you had the construction piece of the of the pie already and then you got into um yeah, doing these single families and flipping them. Yeah. Now, I know that now you're doing multifamily. So, how did you get into that? So, we were really systematizing and growing our flipping business. And as we were doing that, one of our uh, early mentors called me up and said, I have a couple of properties in Indiana that I'm trying to get rid of. They're, I have a duplex. Do you guys want to run the numbers with me and see if you, that's something you'd be interested in? And so we ran the numbers and they, make, they made sense. But we were like, okay, so he was a turnkey operator. So we were like, oh, let's do something different. We'll, buy, we'll purchase the property through you. You can put in whatever fee you want. So you can be the wholesaler. We'll purchase the property. We'll pay you to do all the renovations and your management company can take care of it. And we'll just, we'll just hold the property. And so we did. And that, that property, we ended up buying two duplexes. They averaged about 22% ROI. And they were fantastic. Mm. We held them for a year and then sold them back at the back to the person we bought them from at an obscene profit. And so the reason why we let those go was because this opened up a whole new like world of awesomeness in Jason's eyes. For me, I was just like, okay, this is cool. We'll get a couple of duplexes, like start getting some cash flow in. We can start like kind of putting stuff away. And Jason's like, no. What if we do a hundred unit apartment building? And I'm just like, oh, okay, let me, I'm, I'm more, I, I need to process things a little bit more. And Jason's like all about jumping in. Yeah. So he jumped into that. We were systematizing our um, flip business. So as we were systematizing our flip business, we started growing this multifamily business and we put our first uh, 94 unit, uh, we Closed on that in 2000, in the end of 2016. And okay. now we are up to 428 units. Awesome. So where are your um, apartment buildings or your complexes? All in, uh, all in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. So what? So you're in New Jersey. What made you go to Kentucky? It made more sense, um, like just by the economies of scale, just the numbers. They just It just made more sense, like in New Jersey. Like our, for instance, our buying numbers for our flips are anywhere from, you know, 150 to about 350. Mm-hmm. That's just like one single family home. Yeah. Whereas our first, like you can purchase our an entire building in Kentucky for, you know, upwards of, I think it was like 24 unit, 24,000 unit. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I mean, just the price differences are astronomical. And like back to our flip business, like, I mean, that was our main stream that was what we were focusing on but multifamily is definitely the way to go yeah um, I'm into multifamily so I get it and I also don't and that's where I live because I live in Los Angeles it's so, super expensive but uh, do you did you have a team in Kentucky and Louisville is that that's, that's the thing with Jason and I we're very hands-on people and it's probably the reason why it's taking us longer to systematize and grow our flip business than it is our multifamily business. Because with multifamily, you have to trust and build out your team. Yes. Build it out correctly. Because especially if you're, if you're going out of state, you have to focus 
on your team and make sure that team is solid. Whereas if you're in New Jersey, for us, it's like, okay, we're just going to pick up the hammer and do it ourselves. Whereas we can't go to Kentucky and like fix somebody's no. toilet. Right. So, and aren't you glad you can't? Exactly. <laughs> Better when you don't have to. Whereas, like here in our flips, are like, oh well, there's a hole in the wall here, so I'm just gonna go pitch, patch it up. I'm like, no, no, you don't do that. Put the hammer down. Put it down. <laughs> um, so that's the yeah. So big focus on team when it came to building out our uh, our multifamily uh, empire, if you want to call it. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so switching gears a little bit because you you did mention being pregnant when you got when you started in the business and now you have three kids. Yeah. So what do you think about real estate investing for mothers? I know you know I've, most of the times I've seen you, I've been talking to you, you have like a baby on the boob, like literally yes. <laughs> on the phone. Like <laughs> I almost I almost joined this podcast with my son. I was like, that's gonna be a little awkward, but hey, I can I can make it happen. <laughs> Um, real estate investing for mothers, the biggest thing I tell, well, this is really for anybody, but it's just give yourselves grace, give yourselves mm. the ability, like you are growing a child, or even if you, you already have children, give yourself grace because your children are your main focus, no matter what, and yeah. make sure, make sure you build a circle of people that honor you and honor what you're trying to do and honor your family and honor and just have the same mindset. I mean, it's, it's true what they say. You are the six people you hang out with. So mm -hmm. hang out with the best people that know you and know your heart and know you're trying to do the best thing for your family. So when I started, <laughs> I was in my first trimester and I, I went to real estate school. Thank goodness I had a teacher that let me sleep. Because <laughs> I couldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here where I am today if it wasn't for that first guy who was like, you know what, you're pregnant, <laughs> like take care of yourself. So I'm like snacking in class. I did really well on the exam, got got it done, and uh, started my career that way. And since then, and we started, we started back in 2013. We had our first son in 2014, our daughter in 2016, and our our uh, seven-month-old was born in, in July of 2018. So I've been basically pregnant throughout our whole real estate journey. And it's been, it's been a ride. I will, I will say that like growing, growing a family and growing a business at the same time, it's like, it's like having this fourth child. <laughs> all, all my businesses are other children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been, they're very needy children. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it is nice as a mother I think because of that flexibility you have when you're an investor I mean there there is it's definitely not necessary I mean depending on how you do it it's there's work to be done right you're when you're building a business and you're scaling it and it's work you're not sitting on the couch eating bonbons all day but um <laughs> what you said is true. Like I take so many of my business meetings. I, in fact, I took three yesterday. Each of those business meetings, I was breastfeeding my child. <laughs> yeah. One of the business meetings was like with a room full of gentlemen on the on video call, and I was just like, I'm just not going to show my video. 
I'm just not. <laughs> You're going to hear my voice for this call. Um, and you just you make it happen. As mothers, yeah. we make it happen. Um, we make it happen for our children. We make it happen for our businesses. I mean, I give kudos to all the mothers out there and all the ladies out there who are looking to be mothers. And even if you don't want to be mothers, it's just having that mindset that as a woman, whether or not you're a mother, you can do this. Yes. No matter what. You're a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hashtag, you're a goddess. You can yeah. do this. Hashtag, you're a goddess. <laughs> and we were, oh, also, 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 and this is for everyone out there, not only mothers, not only women, get rid of the things, give away the things you don't want to do. So for instance, we were just talking about this. You have your house cleaning lady, like someplace in your, in your, in your office vacuuming. You told her not to vacuum. So <laughs> ladies, I know, I know you think you can do it all. Have someone else vacuum your house, please, please. If you can, if you can afford that extra, you know, 100 to $150, get somebody else to do it. You will be surprised how much time you free up. Like yeah. all of a sudden, like I had all this time either to spend with my kids or to work on my business because your time is valuable. Your time is worth that extra whatever an hour for somebody else to come and do those things that you should not be doing yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we were talking before we started the recording about how right, you know, I pay $120 a week or something to, for my cleaning lady to come in and that is the best money I've spent. <laughs> like hands yeah. down, it is worth exponentially more to me than not having for me not having to clean the toilets and vacuum and laundry and all that stuff it just she just adds so many hours to my life and um you know and I get to do the things that I love doing versus you know don't feel bad that you're not cleaning your own house oh I no no bad feelings at all I'm so excited by it I'm supposed to do I'm like, no, no, stop thinking that. You're supposed to be taking care of your family. And yeah. You take care of your family is get rid of those things that you don't need to do. And that goes for your business too. If you're yeah. not good at like at organization, if you're not good at picking up the phone and calling people, get somebody else to do it. Hire out leverage people. The same thing in life, same thing in business. Leverage people, leverage good people. Yeah. People who, who, are, who are good at that thing and like it. Yes. So, you know, there are people that I can't believe is like really great at what she does. She seems to enjoy it. So um, I'm happy for her um, and for me. So, and then like on the other side, we're talking about mothering, but you also work with your husband, Jason. And so my question for you is, and I too, where I work with my husband, what do you think makes for a successful partnership with your significant other? Um, well, that's, that's the word. It's partnership. It's communication. Like no matter what in business, in life, your love life, every single part of your life, you need to communicate. You need to communicate on a regular basis. So Jason and I try to have date nights every week. We try to have alone time with ourselves. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, I need to get on those date nights again. Since we had our third child, they're sort of been slowing down. Yeah. Make that time. You need to make each other. If you work with your, if you work with your significant other, make them significant in your life. 
I, I'm a huge, huge proponent of time blocking and the one thing. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Oh, the one thing. That. Yeah. First thing, when I, when I do my schedule, especially at the beginning of the year, I'm like, I put in all the personal time, all the kid time, all like, this is Jason's time, this is date night, like all that goes in first. So if you're working with your husband, you need to put your personal life with him first before business. Business can be a very close second because you guys are partners, but you need to put your love for each other and your your faithfulness together and your the reason why you actually decided to partner up and be business partners. I mean, you like you could have been a business partner with anybody else, but you guys chose each other and. This is key, and this is my, this might be hard to say. If it's not working out, acknowledge that you have not failed. You tried, and then talk about it. See what you need to do. Work it out, and then move forward. But if it is working out, then continue to move forward. Continue to give yourselves grace, and continue to work together. The great thing about Jason is I, and I is that we met working. We bartended. For, for a season, I was his manager, and then we flipped, and he became the manager. And it's like this whole hodgepodge of like bartending bliss. But <laughs> so we've always worked together. So like getting into business together in real estate just it was like a no brainer. But we were always communicating. We're always, and we always had each other's back, no matter what. Like always have that support system. He's my support system. I'm his support system, and we're always there for each other, no matter if it's something to do with our children, something to do with our businesses. And we're really good at delegating things to each other. So for instance, I am mostly in the single family flip realm. He is mostly in the multifamily um, realm, but we jump into each other's realms all the time to give each yeah. other support. But we know if, well, we know if, you know, stuff ever hit the fan, I would go family first and then he would take care of business. Family's always first, of course, but then we know if somebody needs to go pick up the kids, I'll go do that. I'll go do that. And you go take this business meeting that I don't need to be at. So yeah. like really know what each other's strengths are and just you know, lead with your heart. I don't know. It's it it just works. Yeah. So good. I love that. <laughs> and it, it's good kind of long-winded <laughs> no that's that's good it's good stuff um you know we we're i work with my husband and we have this amazing partnership together and that's a lot of what you're talking about we we each have our own roles we have distinct roles that we handle though we, we can you know we definitely consult each other and and support one another as needed but we have our own lane you know usually and um and we do, and you do have to put the relationship first. You do have to put your family first. You have to put each other first. You have to put love first. Yes. And then the business is second. But knowing that having your partner, the person that you like, having somebody you trust so much, right, as your partner, um, who, you, who you love, and and know that they will have they have their your best interests at heart because your interests are so aligned. It's mm -hmm. It's really, it's special. It's amazing. So everybody, like I usually get asked, what's the best like business decision I've ever had? And I always say Jason. <laughs> it's true. He's the best business decision I've ever made. The best like decision I've made, ever made for my heart. 
It's like yeah. a partnership. And again, going back to the people that you surround yourself with, I mean, your husband, your significant other, your wife, your partner, they are the most important person in your life. I mean, yes, you have your children, but you decided to start this, you know, whether it's yeah. your business, your life, your partnership, your everything. So acknowledge that, honor it, and lead with that. Beautiful. Love it. So good. So good. All right. So my next question is a question that I always ask every guest because I think that we learn so much more from what doesn't work out, our mistakes, than we do from, you know, the smooth, smooth sailing times. So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Biggest mistake right now is actually on the market. <laughs> we, this is one of, this is supposed to be a test flip in this market and the market that we're testing, we were testing this in is actually the market we live in. Mm -hmm. um, it's a town we live in. We love living here. And we we're like, well, why don't we start trying to flip homes here? So we found a home and the numbers worked as long as everything kind of went to plan. Mm -hmm. um, but I looked back at the numbers and they worked. They were there. They were spot on. But with this flip came a series of mistakes that we weren't prepared for. So this flip has taken us about two years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This is like, this is like now I would never do this house. Now <laughs> I would just be like, you yeah, know, not in this town, not that house, not going to do it. So why why not? So break it down for our our audiences. Like what what specific did did you learn? What was wrong with the town? What was wrong with that house that you um, The town was a little more difficult to work with. They had they were more stringent on their policies and and this was our first home that we were doing in this particular town. Even though our construction company has been you know doing business for you know 40 to 50 years depending on when you ask my father-in-law so it's a zoning um, issue and the, like, there was the zoning issues we had to get variances there's just there were things that you know the building department told us that we could do when we first went in there but we yeah. didn't writing so when we went back um, they're like oh no you have to do this this thing and the other thing so it took us i don't know nine months almost a year to get out of zoning yeah and then on top of that there were just construction issues and we had we're a working construction company so we had the time divvied out for the project when it was on our timeline but then it started yeah. getting behind and behind and behind and our construction company has all these other projects we have to work on so it was sort of like put in whenever it could be worked on yeah, so it, first it was zone. Well, let's go back. Because of all those mistakes and issues, the purchase price was too much. We bought it for too much. But I hadn't known that we were going to run into like this time because it should yeah. have only taken us nine months to flip this house. It should have taken us nine months to flip this house. I knew it was going to take us a while. It was pretty much a new build. We were re we were popping up the top. We were originally going to lift it, but we couldn't do that in the town. So we're going to pop at the top, build a new house. But even with that, the numbers still worked. But then yeah. the time factor made the purchase price just astronomically too hot. So time is money. Yeah. So yes, time is money. Um, 
when you do your numbers, and this is for all your listeners out there, make sure you know the town you're working in. And if not, ask around and make sure that you know like the type of build you're doing and how long it's taking other builders to do it. That yeah. was, I wish I had known that. This is like when we were first kind of just like exploring and trying to get into new other things and uh, we shouldn't have. So mm. purchase price, big no-no, bought it too high. The town was hard to work with. We were trying to build the entire thing basically ourselves without having the time to do it. And then now it's winter and I have it on market. Yeah. We had it on market in November. I actually had it under contract and the buyers decided to, to walk away. And because, mm. because we're coming up on, you know, it's been two years. We've refinanced it. We have other financiers on this project. And it's coming up on time, so we have to we have, we have to sell this project. So, I mean, we still have plentiful time, but it's still, you know, having to put it back cool. on market. I couldn't go after the buyers for the deposit because we needed to get it back on market. So they knew they had us there. I don't know why they decided to walk away, but they did. Unfortunately, mm. it happens. Um, so I have it back on market, and you know, if anybody out there wants to buy a house in New Jersey, call me. <laughs> <laughs> like a brand new home. A house. <laughs> I might move into it if we if I have to. <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave my husband and the kids at, at the other house. <laughs> I'll make this my really big she shed. <laughs> but oh. I, we, I mean, with this house, I feel like we made every single mistake, and this is after like we flipped a ton of homes where it's gone smoothly. We've made a ton of money. And there's just this one we just had for two years. And from, oh. I've talked to other flippers and they're like, everybody has that one. And this yeah. is probably going to be the first one that we may lose money on. Knock on, knock on wood someplace. But we haven't, we haven't lost money yet. Yeah. <sighs> Hopefully you won't lose money. I, I'm, um, I'm so happy I got that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's the thing about real estate investing. There will be... There will be mistakes. It's not a if, but when. Yeah, when you have mistakes. when you have one of those, right? Then that are really tough. Uh, we had an apartment building. Wow, has that been? Oh my god, wow, was it horrible? But we closed. We closed on it yesterday. We sold it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. So what a. I like it's like giving me gray hairs and I've lost 10 years of my life you know dealing with property but gray hairs coming back up but how much have I how much have I learned so much how much did you learn exactly right. the price yeah tag on learning is is worth it it's worth yeah it. you do learn a lot from those from those challenges let's just say challenges um call it what they are they're failures <laughs> not a failure not a failure this was not a failure we yes. sold it. We made money. There you go. Earned a lot. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't call it a failure, but boy, was it. If there was a lesson learned, boy, were there lessons. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yep. Many, many, many lessons. So there you go. Um, and how about, so the flip side, what are you most proud of? Um, what am I most proud of? I'm actually most proud of the first multifamily property that we put under contract and we closed on. 
that was a huge undertaking. And I'm going to be honest, this is this is mostly my husband because I was still in the mindset of, oh, I don't know if we can do this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to focus on like our family and, and the flipping and the, the things that I know and I can touch. Whereas, you know, and I, I, I'm the one that brought those two, the, those two duplexes to Jason. I was like, this is going to work. We can do this out, out of state. But then all of a sudden, like he puts on like a, a 94 unit and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, let me just kind of, let me watch for a little bit. So once, once he closed on that and it started really moving, I was just like, okay, the proof is in the pudding. Like this makes sense. Yeah. Family makes sense. It's like, it's the next step up. I've already, I've talked to dozens of flippers. I just had a conversation yesterday and they're just like, we're ready for the next step. And I was like, well, this is the next step. This is who you need to talk to. Yeah. You need to call Jason whenever you want. And this goes for any of your listeners out there. You guys will have my information at the end of this podcast. You know, just for anybody that's just starting, get over. And if you have the same mindset that I did at the beginning, just kind of work through it, get over it because multifamily is where you need to. It's not harder to go bigger. No. A lot of people think that, right? You have to start small. Um, in many ways, it's actually easier. Yes, in many ways, it is easier. So, but we have that, you know, we, we people play Monopoly and you learn first you need the little greenhouse, then you get the other little greenhouse, then you get the little greenhouse. And then after you have enough greenhouses, then you can do, you know, the, the red hotel. But it doesn't work. It doesn't need to work that way. You no. can, um, and red hotels are often easier. Yeah. And th- so in this game that we like to play, you just go and pick out the red hotels and you just put it in your, in the spots. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I play, but I, I had to learn that too. Um, so to what do you attribute your success? Really to the partnership I have with Jason, with his family, uh, my family, of course, but really the partnership that Jason and I have, I mean, without him, like, without our partnership, we would not be successful because he completes me in ways that I didn't know needed to be completed, especially mm. to to move forward in this arena. It's not something that, like even this conversation that we're having right now, I wouldn't have dreamt of being here with the knowledge that I have today had it not been for Jason. Just like giving myself permission to really like, really excel and really like know this this amazing world of real estate that we've gotten into and gotten into together. So really, I attribute it mostly to Jason. Our partnership. Beautiful. Our partnership. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? Know that you can do it. Give yourself permission to excel. I think a lot of times, and I, I do this to myself, I don't give myself permission. I don't give myself the permission to succeed. Yeah. We always like we talked about failures and they're almost a necessity. But giving yourself the permission to succeed is key. Like allowing yourself that ability to take the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And then six years later you're gonna find out you're gonna be in this place where you have four hundred and twenty eight units and a multitude of real estate experience behind your back and you're starting to teach other people how to do it. When I first started, I was pregnant in like some dinky office learning 
real estate out of this huge book that I basically threw away or used it as a doorstop after. And then today, I get to be on this amazing podcast. So it works as long as you give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to succeed. Awesome. Love that. Um, And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Everything. (laughs) Maybe pick one. (laughs) Um, Pick one. Honestly, I wish I'd known just what I just said. Just to give yourself the permission. Because I take, I said this earlier in the podcast, I take a little bit longer to change and to adjust and that's that's my that's just the mindset difficulties that I have so if you have that same mindset difficulty or if you don't believe in yourself then get rid of that mindset so I wish I had known that in the beginning that I can do this that this is where I need to be this is where my family needs to be and this is the best thing for my family I wish I'd known that at the beginning and not to buy that property that I was talking about. <laughs> but you got all that learning. So. Yes. <laughs> also learn from other people's mistakes. Yes. So. That's why I always ask that question. So my, so you listening out there won't do that. <laughs> no. No. So actually learn from people's mistakes. Yeah. Find, find mentors, find people that are out there, find podcasts. Don't just listen. And like, be like, oh, that was a really cool podcast. Listen and implement. Yeah. Time a deal comes across your desk, whether it's multifamily or single family or anything in between, make sure the numbers work. Like try it at different scenarios. Best case, worst case, in all cases. Make yeah. sure those numbers work. Great advice. So before we get into our famed end of show, Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire... How can people find out more about you? Easy peasy. You can find me at Peely at YerusiHoldings.com. You can look me up on YerusiHoldings.com. Or if you can't remember my name for some reason, you can just go info at YerusiHoldings.com. I'm usually really good at email. I'll get back to you and let's start a conversation. All right. So it's time for the Trinity. And it's a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. So what is your brag? My brag is that I have the best family and the best husband in the world. I really have the best partnership that uh, anybody could ever dream of. The the synergy that we have is so amazing that I just brag uh, brag about it. (laughs) Well bragged. If you're listening to this, (laughs) well bragged. And what are you grateful for? I am grateful. I'm really grateful for my children. They have shown me how to really be grateful. They have shown me what grace really looks like, like giving myself grace for those moments that I thought, you know, we all do it as mothers, as people. Like sometimes we're not the best versions of ourselves. And when we're not the best versions of ourselves in in front of our children, it's the worst possible feeling. So they have given me permission. I'm grateful for this to be the best mother. I've learned so much. And last but not least, what's one thing you desire? I'm going to go with something standard here, financial freedom. We're not at that point yet. I'm going to be honest about that with all your listeners out there. 
I mean, I get to, I can go, I'm from Hawaii, I go home at least two times a year. So, you know, a lot of people would think, yeah, you're financially free if you can do that. No, I just, I budget that. That's in my budget. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm not financially free because I still have to, Yeah. there's still things that I want to get in life. And that's one of the biggest things is to be financially free, not to have to worry about, okay, I'm going to go to Hawaii, but then. Am I going to come back and my business is a child? So I want to be able to take that breath and be like, okay, everything is being handled and I can go to Hawaii or I can spend all this time with my children, not have to worry about, about this property or that property or really, you know, anything. Yeah. I'll still be worried, but yeah, my bank account won't, won't be. <laughs> Money's coming in even when you're on vacation and like sleeping and doing other stuff. That's yeah. What we all want to be. If you're listening to this, I am sure you want to be there too. And wow. we are we are right there. We're reaching for it. It's there. It's in our grasp. We just have to give ourselves permission to just grab it and hold on to it. <laughs> so shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine. Thank you. And yeah, my my mission is to help one million women find financial freedom through real estate. So um, awesome. I'm going to get on a call with you just to make sure I'm doing everything I can yes. to yes. get that financial freedom. And I'll be one of your 1 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Peely. That was awesome. If for you listening, you want to connect with her, go to Peely, P-I-L-I at yerusiholdings.com. You can connect with me at reigoddesses.com. And we, if you want to be partnering with your husband and your significant other in real estate, I'm actually having an event with my hubby in Belize in July called Real Estate Soulmates. It's, it's going to be small. It's only for 30 couples, but I'd love for you to be there. And you can find out more about it by going, the easiest way is tinyurl.com forward slash re soulmates or you can go to um, realestateinvestorgoddesses.com under events and you'll find out information about that so hope to see you there and um and catch us next time for another amazing real estate investor goddess interview bye bye